0: Hello, hello, hello everyone. Welcome to the first episode of the SFA podcast. This is your host, Jeffrey Marianes, and I am accompanied by two incredible guests with me today. Um, I have Jocelyn and Caleb. Let's start with you, Jocelyn. Introduce yourself a little bit.
1: Hi, my name is Jocelyn Castillo, and I'm currently the VP of Treasury for the Student Finance Association Club. Right now, I'm currently a senior, and I'm majoring in accounting and minoring in finance.
2: What about you, Caleb? Hi, uh, I am the vp of student development at the student finance association Uh, basically a department that's in charge of uh, helping our students you know land internships and uh, full-time positions anyways that's our goal and uh, i am also a senior that is also majoring in accounting and minoring in finance like jocelyn
0: wow wow um were you guys able to attend the meeting this monday
2: yes yes that was uh, interesting uh meeting by uh, NBC Universal. Um, it's actually very similar to the uh, internship that I did at Paramount Studios. so I definitely connected and I could visualize you know the work that she was uh, talking about and it's definitely a fun position to uh, you know be uh, on the lot you know and, and working and interacting with you know people while they're filming and stuff like that. So definitely an awesome uh, experience and I think it's a great opportunity for some of our students.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh for those of you that did miss it, we had uh Martha Cordero who graduated from season 2005. She now works as a senior financial analyst at NBC Universal and she actually provided a lot of industry insight. She came over and she talked to us about how how her the legal team and her department actually work really closely to adhere to contracts and it's a lot about analyzing the numbers. She talked a lot about understanding uh how bonuses work for actors cuz a lot of times these actors, their contracts work in perpetuity, so that means that they'll be getting bonuses as long as the movie keeps playing, so it can go on forever. So you gotta keep up to date with what tier they are under bonuses. And then she also talked a lot about um, catching irregularities in the number. Sometimes she mentioned, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but how sometimes movies don't, uh, they're not pushed out to the whole world, and so you can like see sometimes like where revenue's coming in from markets that it shouldn't be, and she goes back and she catches like those mistakes.
2: Yeah, there's definitely a lot of. Uh, they could even be freehand mistakes. You know, somebody could have input something incorrectly, or uh, for whatever reason, the program SAP is not, uh, you know, correctly uh, docking the expenses or the revenues or whatever the case may be. There's always accidents. You mm-hmm. know, human error and sometimes machine error. So, uh,
0: you're correct. Yeah, and then she also covered a little bit about the life cycle of a film, the four stages, how they go from theater to pay tv to home video and then free tv so it was in- interesting to hear a little bit about that and then lastly she covered what her average day looks like at work she said she can be working um from anywhere from one to three titles at any given time and she talked a lot about how it's important to be able to multitask because you gotta be able to balance three movies at once it sounds like a lot of work sometimes
2: she might have multiple meetings with uh you know her department or uh you know when i was interning at uh, paramount studios uh Maybe like monthly, we would get together with the whole finance department and uh, we might discuss, you know, recent issues or, um, you know, how the industry is uh, doing as a whole and, you know, how we might treat some of our uh, finances uh, in order to strategize. So um, that's probably what she was referring to uh, when she was talking about those uh, meetings.
0: Speaking of NBC Universal, if I'm not mistaken, they're going to be at Industry Night on the 18th.
2: Yeah, I mean, I haven't uh, quite looked at the roster for Industry Night, but I I think I did hear that they're going to be here along with some other film and entertainment companies. So that'll make for an important uh, uh, diversity of uh, firms out there for our students to uh, try to land some internships and uh, full times.
0: For all the students who haven't registered for it, we definitely recommend uh, you sign up and RSVP through Handshake. I think it's great because you get to network and meet some of the recruiters at some of the places you want to work at.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Go, Go ahead. ahead.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Uh, no. Yeah. Definitely. Um. It's a very efficient way to network and to be able to connect with other companies all in one place. You know that that takes time. Recruiting takes a lot of your time and being able to meet different um different recruiters, different um managers from different companies. I mean that's a very efficient way. So highly recommend it.
2: Yeah. It's a. Uh, I think it's a great opportunity for. Uh, our young students and even our graduating seniors to, uh, you know, make a last push for that extra internship or that first internship or the full-time position. Um, a lot of times it's undervalued, you know, how going in person and speaking to someone and being able to get their contact information their business card and being able to reach out directly to that person and let them know ahead of time that you're applying um, and also being able to, you uh, Mention them in your cover letter, which is actually very important, and that's something that I've done throughout a lot of my internships. I usually try to mention uh, someone that I may have spoken to, and it holds a lot more weight and consideration when they look at your application.
0: How would you guys say a student should go about preparing for industry night?
1: Researching the company is very important. Um, Like you said, there might not be... or Some students might not be aware of what the roster looks like, but if that's available online, they should definitely go into there. I know I received an email for industry night, so I'm sure it's available to other students as well to learn about who's going to be there and uh, go searching online. Go to the websites. Um, Some things that you could look for when you're on the website is looking at, okay, where are they located? Is it convenient for you? Is it feasible for you to be able to drive there? Um, What positions are available um, are they relevant to your career goals? Are they useful to other opportunities that you're trying to pursue in the future? What skills can you gain? Those are the things you should think about. Um, what's their mission statement? What do they do? What are their core values? Do they align with yours? And do you see yourself working? Do you see yourself working at a company like that? Um, also, something else that I look at is current projects that they're working on. Um, if there if that's something that you can't find on the website you can also google it you know sometimes um you can just put let's just say we're talking about nbc universal and google nbc universal and then they'll show like current events or things that are going on and those are good talking points to mention in uh at industry night
0: and how many companies would you recommend a student looks at
2: uh that's a great question um <clears throat> i mean when i was in a similar situation um, I, did do, I did screen like all the companies, but obviously you have to narrow down to your uh, top choices, right? So, um, you know, there's a point when researching other companies might not, you know, give you any benefit or any more return because, you know, you should essentially focus more on those that are interesting to you.
1: I guess I'd like to add on to that. Some really good advice that I got from a manager um, was to focus on, at least just three companies the the reason is because like Caleb said, focus on the ones that interest you the most and uh, the reason is because it's it saves a lot of time um you when you do more extensive research you're able to develop better questions more um, personal more technical skills and you will be more um, less stressed about getting to connect with everybody so three is like the number you know that I go to for sure. Um, and I would also recommend to just quickly brief up on the other, the other firms that will be there, you know, know what they're about and develop at least like three general questions that you can ask everybody, um, in case you didn't have the time to research their company.
0: And I think another thing to add on is let's say you look at the roster and you find those three companies that you really want to focus on. But once you get there, there's this booth that's just like, it's drawing your attention. I think a good thing to do is to step away for like five minutes on your phone real quick and see what you can find on the website and i don't think we've mentioned it already but in my opinion if you're going to go to industry night it helps if you look at what applications are already open i feel like you can apply if it's something you know you want to do but if not use that application as a topic for conversation when you're talking to a recruiter Mm -hmm. like if they ask you oh have you had a chance to look at our positions no but i saw there's an opening here and like just use that ask them like what projects are they working on What exactly are they looking for their interns to do, the full-time positions? I think those are also good things to do beforehand.
1: And let's just say that you are really interested in one position. Uh, I would highly recommend that you apply before you go so that you could tell them, hey, guess what? I already applied, you know, and I'm already, you know, they'll look you up if, you know, they, they build that relationship with you and have that connection.
2: Then again, though, you can't mention in your cover letter that you already met the professionals because... Would in theory have already applied. So there, there's problem. definitely, you know, different ways to go about it. And there's definitely also a right balance um, when looking at the number of companies. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it is important to, to narrow down to a few companies, but it's also equally as important to have some quantity. Some quantity is great, but not a lot, you know, in moderation, because uh, like you said, there might be a booth, it's empty, it might be calling your attention, and you never really know. If you could, you know, potentially like that company or land that position, and I like to say, the famous quote is like, "You miss 100% of the shots, so you don't, don't take." take. <laughs> so, <laughs> when it comes quote. to recruiting and uh, and networking, I always say, sometimes you might be uncomfortable, but you know, you're gonna miss if you never shoot right. So, you might as well give it a try. Throw in your application. Um, you never, you never really know. So. Mm-hmm. So this brings me back to, now you've done your research,
0: exactly what type of questions should you ask? Like, what are the things that will make you stand out?
1: Like I mentioned earlier, um, if you are more aware of what they're currently working on, that's a good talking point. Um, I usually start there. Do you have anything to add, Caleb?
2: Um, Yeah, I mean, some things to look out for, especially if it's a larger company, like many of the companies that will be there um, a lot of them have a different culture. So you might want to find out what that's like. I mean, it's kind of a cliche to say that, you know, all these companies, you know, if you ask them, they're all going to say, Oh, our culture is great. Like, we get along with everyone. But, um, you know, you might want to ask them, you know, how so like, what kind of programs do you have for diversity, women, LGBT, um, and other groups that you might be able to not only get along with your coworkers, but you might be able to meet you know, other people from other departments who are also passionate about the same things you know, as you. So I think that's an amazing talking point. And um, it, they might open the conversation for them to explain you know, why they truly enjoy the experience at that current firm.
0: Here's a question that I've always struggled to answer. It's when they ask me, like, so tell me a little bit about yourself. What exactly do I say? Because you're going to get asked every single time you go to a booth. So I've always found that it's safe to have like sort of like a 30 second elevator pitch. But I want to hear you guys' opinion.
2: That's amazing. Yeah, that's actually, as you were asking that question, I was, uh, you know, thinking of, you know, a, a few of the workshops that I've been to where they, you know, pretty much uh, break down the recruiting process for you. And, um, yeah, it's very important to have a great elevator pitch. So things about your elevator pitch is, you know, one, you don't want it to be very robotic. Um you want to be passionate, and um, I guess you could say that the shorter the better. So, I mean, you might want to state the most important vital information, like, you know, your name, Uh, you might want to follow up with, you know, your current standing, are you junior, senior, Um, what is your major, you know, keep in mind that at uh, at this event, we're going to have majors of all kinds, it's not only open to, uh, you know, finance students, so it's important to mention you know your majors your minors um maybe any relevant experience that you might have like oh i previously did an internship here i've been working at so-and-so company and through that i discovered my passion for somehow Mm -hmm. twisted into you know what they do and um and that that should be a pretty solid uh elevator pitch you know under a minute under two minutes that should work fine right yeah Yeah. you have anything to add
1: No, I actually completely agree with that. Um, If it's an interview question, though, something that I like to throw in is um, I actually got this idea from a YouTube channel and it was really good. Everybody that had every interviewer I've had really likes this part. So after you're done with your little 30 second elevator pitch, I like to add and. I know that this position uh, in order to succeed in this position you need these three qualities and through my experiences and accomplishments um, I believe I'd be a great fit for this position. Usually that just wraps up the entire thing and they, I usually get like yeah. a smile from the interviewer because the they're like the you prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. yeah that's so, but I, w- I wouldn't necessarily say that at industry night because obviously they're uh-huh. going to be like okay it's kind of odd that you'd say that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but Definitely a good thing to know for an industry. In-
1: yeah for an and interview,
2: And at least mention something interesting right? Like something interesting about yourself like, you like yeah yeah like uh, i mean i've i've been interviewed a couple times and all my interests i have you know that i like foreign craft beer right always and, it, and it's like honestly like it sometimes people, those yeah. little those little things like if you can include something unique you know in your elevator pitch they might be like oh that's interesting that they you know took yeah. the time to tell me this fun little fact like they might be able to say like oh well you know i, I might like <laughs> beer as well or like <laughs> You know, I think yeah. it's it's cool that you have that. You know, what I am personally passionate about is, you know, X and Y. And then that might mm-hmm. continue the conversation. And, you know, you might be able to leave a memorable impact on them. So. And I think it's exactly what you said, how it, it helps you stand out in their head. They're like, oh, yeah, that's Caleb. He's a craft beer guy. I'll, yeah, remember I'll remember him for next exactly. time. Exactly. And when you send that follow-up email, mm-hmm. um, I guarantee you that they might be like, oh, craft beer. Like, I remember that conversation. And that oh, yeah. that's definitely, like, yeah. a bonus right there. So...
1: I remember. I don't remember what I said or how we connected, but I just remember there's this uh, this recruiter from a firm, a mid mid tier accounting firm, and um, I-, I really liked them. And something that I said, and we we just started talking about it, and we were having such a great time that I kind of we both kind of lost track of time. There was actually a line behind me, <laughs> and I was like, oh snap! And I'm like, okay, sorry, I don't want to take up your time. And she actually gave me a hug. And I'm like, okay, that's a good sign. We're, go- we're going somewhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, like, right there, you make that connection with them. They'll remember. Yeah, you.
1: it looked like we were friends, not, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know.
0: Exactly. And I bet you stood out in that line.
1: Yeah, people yeah. were looking at me kind of very serious. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm just going <laughs> to step aside
0: now. <laughs> and lastly, I think one of the key parts of preparing for industry night is having your resume ready. Uh, what would you guys say are some of- some good tips for yeah. people to prepare the resumes?
2: Yeah, uh before like, you know, kind of walking through it, um I think it's important to uh first understand that your resume is, you know, the first thing that the recruiter sees, mm-hmm. um the first thing that the employing company is going to look at and it's a direct representation of yourself and your work ethic and your cleanliness and you know, your organizational skills. So it's uh very important that when it comes to formatting and, you know, everything that's on it, content, it, you know, it reflects who you really are and the work that you're going to put in. Um And like we were uh, speaking about uh, off the air, like, you know, it's important also to not sell yourself short. A lot of times when people are crafting their resumes, um, they tend to use words like, oh, I assisted, like, you know, I I took part in this. And in reality, sometimes like, you know, take ownership of it. Like, Mm -hmm. you did this. You were a huge part of the team. Like you contributed. You didn't just assist. Um, And even if you feel like your resume is not on par with other candidates, like I'm pretty sure that there are a lot of other people out there that feel the exact same way, like just take ownership, have confidence. And uh, if you do these things, uh, you might be able to really just impress people when, when you're in front and willing to interview.
1: There's something actually that I'd, I'd like to add to that. Um, I know we're going to walk through it right now, but when you're creating your resume, something that I like to do is uh, – because I'm very forgetful and I usually I'm involved in a lot of activities yeah. I forget some of the things that I do so I sit down, I get two two separate pieces of paper. when one of them, I go down the list and go uh, uh, jot down every job that I had and try to remember even if it's not worded properly, just write everything that I did even if I if I think it's not like like something a big deal, you know I still write it down. And then I I go down through every experience, including unpaid experience, uh, SFA, Mm -hmm. clubs and stuff like that. I I write everything. And then on a separate piece of paper, I jot down like what are potential bullet points that I can add into my resume. And uh, that would include this experience that I added that I that I did. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, in those bullet points, I include like the what I did, the why I did it and how I did it. Um, I try to keep it to one line. You know, Um, and the most important, if I can't squeeze out all that, all of that in, I focus on the what and the why and then potentially, hopefully try to quantify it. Mm -hmm. But focus on the what and the why you did it.
2: That's that's a great tip. Um, Sometimes, like I can recall, like sitting down and thinking like on the spot, like, well, what am I going to add to my resume? And when you're just purposely thinking like uh, how to put it into words, like sometimes you're you you go brain dead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and sometimes yeah. it's useful to look at others and speak to others uh, who have similar uh, experiences or, or use your yeah. resources and you know mm-hmm. look at somebody else's resume and see, well, how did they word this? Like, yeah. or what words do they use? And mm-hmm. that has given me a lot of inspiration, being able to lean on other people uh, for my experiences.
1: I- one more thing, I guess, for the bullet points is that uh, try to keep the first uh, the first verb different for every bullet point. So look up synonyms, yeah. you know, mine. Right. I have it. I have it right here in front of me and I have executed, facilitated, generated, pitched, developed, utilized. So they're all different. Don't be afraid to use thesaurus or, you know, don't be afraid to go out and online and ma- beef it up a little bit. Make it sound a little exactly, nicer, no, you know.
2: Yeah. yeah. As long as it's not a super weird word. Right. Super long. Like weird. what? <laughs> 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 but Yeah okay all right so now that
0: we've prepared for industry night what do we do once we're there like how do you actually go about and introduce yourself to these recruiters
1: yeah so uh just walk up to them provide a genuine smile a firm handshake uh briefly introduce yourself and uh remember it's a conversation that you're having with them Mm -hmm. so try not to sound like a robot (laughs) you know and uh, then i would suggest pivoting to your questions let them also introduce themselves Mm -hmm. and uh, just pivoting to your questions and then your elevator pitch and then, yeah, dive into your more specific question. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, like like we've said, uh, it's important to have a great but brief elevator pitch. So, you know, after we do our formalities mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. we exchange a few words, you definitely want to give them that elevator pitch so they know that the background that you have and then they can start envisioning, well, what positions are we going to consider and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Right. So,
0: what are some of the topics that you want to discuss with them while you have them?
1: Yeah, well, since we already discussed how to prepare, um, we mentioned providing, uh, mm-hmm. creating a specific set of questions if you have them. Uh, and then, like I said earlier, uh, also if you want, create general questions that you can ask to any firm mm-hmm. and you're more specific, leave the more specific ones for the ones that you're really interested in.
2: Yeah, when all else fails, Ask them about the culture. <laughs> <laughs> the go-to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, yeah, in all seriousness, like, you kind of do want to know, like, you know, what's it like working there? And I think that they would want, they would be intrigued if you asked that question as well because it shows that, you know, you also want to make sure that you're going to somewhere where you really fit. So
1: Yeah. And, and you know what? I'd like to add to that. A lot of people, when they're speaking, when they're talking to somebody, uh, they're so focused on how they look. What I think you should focus on is what they're saying. Listen to what they're saying. There might be some key words that they mm-hmm. that they say. And then you, you want to, if you, it's good to reiterate what they're saying, because then they know you're listening and ask them questions about what they said earlier in the conversation. Like, remember, it is a conversation. Have fun. Get to know them. You're human. You know,
0: and I think that goes back to when we discussed on uh, the elevator pitch that you don't want to make it sound robotic. Yeah, because like at the same time as they're telling you something, you should be actively listening, not thinking like, OK, what am I going to say next? What am I going to say next? Exactly. Gonna miss how, yeah. All the information they just told you.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And no. Th- and you want to listen to what they're saying, too, because when you write your follow up email, mm-hmm. you want to. Exp- well, I know we're going to talk about that, but those mm-hmm. are things you should be listening to and have them ready to include in your follow up yeah. email.
2: Yeah, I was at a uh, panel earlier this week uh, for some of the accounting firms. And uh, sometimes like just sitting through that panel for a few times, like it just kind of reminds you of some of the stuff that's really important. And, um, you know, specifically talking about when you're asking them questions. uh, One of the things that the recruiters mentioned is like, yeah, like, you know, you might have a list of questions, but don't just go down the list of questions as you're conversing. uh, If you just, you know, briefly interrupt and start going, you know, to an unrelated question, like it might, you know, come off a little weird. Um, when in reality they're like, well, it should be a free flowing conversation. So if I, you know, just answered you know this question, it might lead up to another question related to the same you know topic. Um, so just kind of you know make it more free flowing. Don't don't think you have to do a run through of all of the questions that you have prepared beforehand, although they might be useful you know as a starting point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: they're they're kind of like you know that that fallback, mm-hmm. just that safety net in case the conversation is going stale. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So since we're on that topic of conversations going stale, so how do you understand or how do you how do you properly like disengage from a conversation? Cuz like sometimes the conversations are going to go stale and the recruiter like has nothing else to say and like it might be best for you to move on to the next one.
1: Yeah. Well, there's also a time crunch because everybody, especially at Industry Night, everybody's trying to talk, you know, speak to every professional and they are aware of that. So just politely say um, if let's just say if there's a, a pause, I think that'd be a good time to say, Well, thank you so much. I enjoyed this conversation. Thank you for coming out here and taking the time to meet us. And then ask for their business card. Um, sometimes they will forget to give you a business card. So make sure that you initiate mm-hmm. that. Um and so that you could have that contact information to write up the follow-up email.
2: Super important. Even let them know, like, thank you so much. Yeah, I really appreciate the conversation. And um, I look forward to keeping in touch with you or like we'll be in touch. You know, that's great. It shows that you're going to follow up and then actually follow up. Yeah.
1: Give them a firm handshake. Make eye contact. And if they don't have business cards, uh, make sure if you want, ask them, hey, can I get your can I get your preferred email or preferred uh, form of contact? But Uh email specifically, you know.
0: So this brings me to an interesting question. So resumes, do you hand them out? Or do you wait to see if they ask you for it?
2: Yeah. Let's uh, you judge that based off what everyone else is doing. But I mean, rule of thumb is you probably do want to drop off your resume, so you might ask them, like you know, or they themselves might yeah. even ask you. But um, just make sure you do hand that over um at the beginning at some
1: point, yeah, you know, of
2: the conversation. Um, if that's what everybody else is doing, but you it, know, it's, yeah, it's industry, and I think I've been to one of those before, and uh, that's certainly what I did. So. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, I, I, um, I did either the beginning or the end. It really depends how your conversation starts off. They might ask you, hey, can I see your resume? And they want to want to look through it and then ask you some questions based off of that. Or sometimes you can introduce yourself, start the conversation before you leave or sometime during a conversation. You can hand to say, hey, look, I, I have my resume for you and just hand it over. Doesn't have to be like you walk up to them. Here's my resume. Because there are some people that do that. They Hi, just, I'm
2: Jeff. Here's my resume.
1: Ha- yeah. Here's my resume. <laughs> kind of shoving it in yeah, their hands. It's yeah, also yeah. not polite to do. Yeah. that. Yeah. When so, I've been
2: on the, the recruiting end, like when I'm looking at other people's applications to see if they're a good fit for my firm. I like to have the resume, you know, up front because I'm looking at specific things. I need to make sure, you know, what program they're eligible for. Mm -hmm. Um, I need to see their background. Like, you know, I want to make this mental picture and see if, you know, they're a great fit, you know, Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, it's business, right? You want to hire the best candidates, uh, Mm -hmm. whether that be, you know, technically or, you know, it might even be like best fit, you know, Mm -hmm. so you do want to see the resume and you want to. Overlook it while you're speaking with them um, if you're on the recruiting side. So, from a different perspective,
0: okay. So, I guess a good rule of thumb is to just go with the flow. And if not, you can always ask, Hey, are you guys accepting resumes?
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So, then, um, here's something that I've noticed that industry nights is how do you bounce back from a negative interaction? Like, let's say you show up and you're t- talking to this recruiter and it just goes absolutely wrong, you're saying all the wrong things. How do you? How are you able to like step back and get ready for the next conversation? Or so, some well, tips.
1: Yeah, great. Yeah, that happens all the time uh, when you least expect it too. So um, uh, during the conversation, if you're ready to just move on and take a second, just thank them, shake their hand, walk away. I would say just freshen up, go grab a drink of water, mm-hmm. go outside, take a breather, walk a little bit if you need to, and then use and then refer back to your notes. Refer back if you created questions. Refer mm-hmm. back to those. Uh, to help you got to guide you for the next interaction um i would also encourage people to um reflect and evaluate their most recent uh interaction you know so you could know how to improve for the next one that you're gonna have Um.
2: yeah um definitely don't think don't overthink it too much um you know it happens to the best of us it, it really does yeah um, nobody's 100%. perfect
1: nobody's perfect
2: 100%. one one great uh tip that i've also learned throughout the years is um you know when you're in an uncomfortable position sometimes like you know it's it's gonna happen right yeah. mm-hmm. so you might even and i thought this was great um you might even want to tell them like you know what like i'm really nervous like you know, I really apologize and try to, you know, recover from that point on. Just be like, you know, I'm really nervous. I'm not always in front of, you know, a recruiter. And, you know, yeah, that might not be a great representation. And it's okay to admit it and uh, try to continue on with the conversation.
1: Usually it eases the conversation. Yeah. And yeah. So they agno- they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, you're a little bit nervous. Mm-hmm. That's okay. They won't tell you that, because but they'll know it. Because they get nervous, it. too. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
2: You when can't you're can't on the recruiting people, end, yeah. you're, it's interactions between two individuals. Mm-hmm. And... If you think that you're the only one that's nervous you know you're wrong because your peers around you are nervous and mm-hmm. in some cases the professionals they're not used to talking to so many people you know at a large event like that and they might be nervous as well so it might be cool to just keep it on earth and you know say like hey you know what i'm sorry like actually a little bit nervous but um you know i'm really interested and you know continue on or exit the conversation uh, politely
0: yeah because i know i've had interactions where i just absolutely on me and for me what I found best is like you said just stepping away recovering uh taking a breathing just reminding myself that hey I can do this you know you got to keep that confidence going throughout the whole time thank it till you make it Sometimes.
2: yep mm-hmm.
0: all right so now that we're done industry night's over I've talked to all the recruiters I wanted to um what's what's my next step what am I doing after industry night
1: follow-up emails okay <laughs> Yeah.
0: Walk me through the art of the follow-up email. What are some of the things I want to include?
1: So actually before you get to the email, make sure that you I highly encourage that you write it within 24 hours uh-huh. of your meeting. So preferably in the morning, uh send it out in the morning. Uh that's the first thing they're going to look at. They're going to appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh and it makes you look really good because you're reaching out to them at the peak out, you know, not at the peak hours of the day. Mm-hmm. You look prepared. Um For emails, keep it short, sweet, and simple. Roughly three to five sentences. Nothing too long. You know, they they got work to do. Um, And sincere thank you as well. Something that you can write inside it. You can include uh, where and when you met them uh something you learned or liked about your conversation and then i guess wrap up your email say thank you again and you know i would also highly encourage to have like a little signature line mm-hmm. of your name your email phone number if you want and a little information about you like what school you go to yeah. and your major and that kind of thing
2: yeah have proper etiquette um and uh, also like you said the timing is important um you don't want to do it the night of yeah um and I would even debate, you know, the next morning because they're going to get flooded with so many emails that they might not be able to take a look at yours. So, one, you could send one out in the morning and you might want to send up a follow one within a few uh, days. Um, and also include something unique. You yeah. Know? Like, you ha- you have some pretty interesting, you know, stuff on your resume, you know, some interests. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe you've had a conversation or two and... Um, you know, definitely try to remember something unique that you two might have talked about, and include that little unique mm-hmm. fact in your uh, closing email and your uh, follow up email.
0: Yeah, that's where where your special skills and interests come back into play. You know, exactly those yeah. conversations, those things that make you stand out. Include that in the emails so that when they receive that email, they can put a a face to the exactly. name. Exactly,
2: they're like, oh, I remember that one. Mm-hmm. He 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 likes beer. Like, yeah, yeah whatever. He's a craft beer guy.
1: Yeah. If, if you I mean if you're going to be a, you know industry industry now, you're going to be talking to a lot of professionals so mm-hmm. I would highly recommend that uh, while you're there uh, take a notepad or take some something where you can write notes about yeah. the professionals that you met
0: that um, you remember something. as well
1: yeah exactly yeah. so I know when you write up follow up emails you might forget what they look like you might forget mm-hmm. what you talked about and um, yeah you, you don't want to
0: yeah, yeah. just a quick little pro tip is actually on on certain like email services you can actually schedule the email so if like you like writing all your emails at night time because you don't want to write them in the morning yeah. mm-hmm. you write it at night time and schedule it for, to be sent out in the morning mm-hmm. to help you idea. out there
1: very efficient mm-hmm.
0: alright so um, I would like to take this time now to go over some general do's and don'ts what mm-hmm. are some things that will help you be a little bit more successful and so what are some of the things that are just absolutely going to kill your chances
1: so for sure I want to mention a don't uh-huh. um Do not go up to them when they're packing up. When it's time, it's time. Yeah. When it's over, I mean, unless you're already there and you're having a great conversation. Mm -hmm. I mean, these people are tired. They're taking the time out of the day to Mm -hmm. be there. They have other work to do, a family to go to. They're probably starving. You know, they're probably hungry. So be considerate of their time. Um, Yeah, so.
2: Going last minute to hand them your resume after they've already closed shows two things. One, that you weren't interested earlier on. And two, that like you kind of have a sense of entitlement. That's yeah. a great way to get your resume tossed out. <laughs> yeah, so and I've, don't
1: I've, follow them to their car. I've heard of stories like that's happened. I didn't yeah. know people did that, but some people do. And so please respect their time, you know, just like you would like your time to be respected. Yeah.
0: What about some dudes? I can think of one right off the top of my head. And it's okay. remember the names. Like if they introduce themselves at the start of the conversation, don't forget their name. Oh,
1: yeah. Like,
0: F- uh, yeah, go ahead. And like, a thing I like to do is, I like to use their name throughout the yeah. conversation. That's a really great yeah. skill. And that's probably yeah. one yeah. of my weaknesses. Josh.
1: Yeah. I <laughs> so think Caleb it's a I need to hear it Yeah. The second they tell me, I forget. I'm like, <laughs> wait, what was your name?
2: <laughs> I can relate to you, Jocelyn.
0: And I think this comes from like working retail. You just got to like remember the client's name. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you, oh, I just yeah. like say it over and over in my head again. And I just repeat it in a sentence like, oh, Jocelyn, so you talked about this. Oh, Jocelyn, mm-hmm. What about this? You know, just because I keep saying your name, I'm gonna right. remember it. Amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. A that great was a great, tip. One. great one. Great one, Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> um,
2: another don't. Mm-hmm. Don't shake when your hands are sweaty. Like, wipe oh, your hands yeah. off really quick. <laughs>
1: Go wash them, please. Don't <laughs> no like clammy do. hands. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess another uh, do Uh would be uh, freshen up. Yes, please. (laughs) If you need to, a couple things, uh, go get a haircut uh, Uh first. (laughs) Go shave. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Girls, you can go get a haircut too if you want to, but make sure your hair is nicely tied up or straightened. Whatever you need to do. Make sure that you look good and um, presentable. Uh, Make sure that you smell good. Yes. (laughs) Don't spray yourself with cologne either Like too much. Don't overdo it. Mm Um, but also, don't go in there right after playing basketball, all sweaty, all, yeah. you know, like, yeah, have some respect. Yeah.
0: And <laughs> um, please, I feel like we're all adults now. Do not shower yourself in like axe body spray. It's yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. Please. It's it's not a high school locker room or oh, in yeah. a professional setting. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. And also, going back onto the freshen up, you're going to be talking to a lot of people. Breathmints come Oh, along. I knew you were going there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> your mouth's gonna get dry. You know, your breath is gonna start sinking a little bit. Pop a fresh, oh, a little breath mint while, while you're taking that five minute break. Just pop it in, mm-hmm. oh, and then yeah. you're ready to go for the next conversation.
2: Yeah, yeah. you don't it's... want to be remembered for having the smelly breath. Yeah, yeah, That's not and and don't get too
1: close to people. People like their personal space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you're talking to them and you're yeah. only three inches away, and it's like they're gonna be like, "Okay, <laughs> please, buddy, respect my personal space." Would you say like... a
0: good rule of thumb is just
2: arms length away?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I would say that.
2: I mean, use your judgment, right? Yeah. What yeah. what is everyone else doing too? Like, yeah.
1: You know? If somebody takes a step back, that's a sign yeah, that you shouldn't be forward. too close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't take a step forward, this take a
2: step back. This isn't a dance. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's
1: so funny. Um, another thing that I highly recommend. Um this, this is applicable more to women. Mm-hmm. Uh when I went to um not industry night, but meet the firms. Um, a lot of women wear slacks and really, you know, uh, slacks and uh, a blazer and they wear black and white. And I was like, no, nope, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be myself. I'm going to go and wear a dress because <laughs> I like wearing dresses. Okay. I don't. And all the women look the same. And mm-hmm. I was probably the only one, the only uh, student wearing a dress. Um I took the time to go out and buy one that was presentable, you wow. know, and and I wore hers as well. So don't be afraid. Of course, do not wear flashy colors like mm-hmm. pink or, you know, wear normal colors like blue, navy blue or like a that that is a warm color. Welcomes what what is it? It's it's like a sign of respect, I think. When people see that color or like a it's a more welcoming color okay. when you wear navy blue. Black, um you could also wear black, you know, just wear mm-hmm. neutral colors and um don't be afraid to like
2: yeah, at that at that same event, do you remember everyone was wearing ties, right? And I decided everyone to be would, a little yeah, bit be different. Yeah, be a little bit different. And I wore a bow tie. Was a bow tie. Guess what? Guess what was being mentioned in my uh-huh. follow up emails? And guess the what people remembered? The bow tie. Small, subtle difference, just a little bit of confidence, and you know, be yourself as well. You yeah. Know?
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Any other do's or don'ts you guys can think of?
1: No.
2: I think that's it. Yeah.
0: yeah. I guess the biggest one is just use common judgment, you know? Yeah. Like, if you wouldn't do it with your friends, definitely don't do it with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And even then, I think that's a little bit loose. That's a little, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a little loose. Scratch that one. You can do a lot of things. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but what would, what would you like your parents to see from you?
0: <laughs> I think that's a better one. Okay. So this is going to go ahead and wrap up our segment on preparing for industry night. Hopefully, all the advice on here is helpful in landing your next internship or job. As a reminder, SFA is hosting Lincoln International this Monday, so if you're interested in learning about the company, or you just want to hang out with some amazing people, feel free to stop by. Additionally, on Wednesday, SFA will be hosting our very first workshop. It's going to be an overview of careers in finance, so if you're about to graduate and you still don't know what you're going to do, feel free to stop by and learn about some of the options that finance has available to you. And don't forget to follow at SFA on Instagram to learn about any upcoming events. So that wraps up this episode of the SFA podcast. Thank you guys so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure.
1: Thank you for having us. This was a lot of fun.
2: Yep. Thank you. And uh, hopefully, people can take a lot out of this and be able to apply it at Industry Night. All right. Thank you guys so much. Till next time. Bye.